What is up guys? Welcome back. I got something in the mail this morning that I want to share with you. I am totally excited. Check this out. I am stoked. So this is the Panasonic GH5, which was announced earlier this year. It's finally been released, and I've really been excited to finally get my hands on and try this out. This is the successor to the GH4, which was released back in 2014. Now, the GH4 was very significant because when that came out, it was the first mirrorless camera to incorporate 4K video recording into what you were able to do with that. And in the last couple of years, I've moved a lot of my production workflow over to 4K, and it's something that I really like the look and the detail of. And so I've really been excited to try this because they've added a lot of features onto this, some of them I'm very excited about and some of them I'm very curious about and some of them I am a little worried about and we're going to get into those. So I have used Sony's for a lot of my workflow. Sony are great but they're a little bit frustrating sometimes in certain areas and I'm kind of hoping that Panasonic will offer an alternative to that. Things like overheating that are a little bit of a pain to work with and over the last year I have reviewed several Panasonic cameras. I did the G7, the GX85, G8, uh, more recently I've checked this out, which is the GX850, which I actually really dig. It's a very tiny little Micro Four Thirds camera with interchangeable lens capabilities, but it does not have image stabilization as good as the footage looks. You have to lock it down to a tripod or use some kind of gimbal or something like that to get it to smooth out. And so finally, the GX, sorry, the GH5, there's a lot of G's and X's in these things, has been released. Now, this is not going to be an extensive review today because literally I just got this out of the box, but what I want to do is set this up, shoot some footage, um, a couple things that I'm really interested in with this and checking out today is the image stabilization that's built in. Now the GH5 uses dual IS2 and basically what that means is now you can use certain lenses that support this and there are only a few of them at the moment but the sensor has in-body image stabilization so what that means is there's a little motor in there and it's got five axis image stabilization so within five axes you're moving around it's going to smooth all of that out. This is good for two things one for shooting video and then also for shooting stills in low light. This is an interesting workaround I think for Panasonic because part of the nature of being a micro four thirds based camera Micro Four Thirds sensors are kind of notorious for not doing really well in low light. So what this will allow you to do is use lower ISO settings and slower shutter speeds and still be able to handhold or use a tripod with longer lenses or lower light depending on what you're, what you're doing. And so that's something I'm really excited about on this. Also the 4K video capabilities on this. Not only image stabilization, but you can record 4K, and unlike Sony, it uses a 10-bit 422 color space, which may or may not be a big difference, I don't know. Uh, it's one thing I wanna check out. But the other cool thing is it does really high frame rates at 4K, so you can shoot up to 60 frames a second in 4K, which is kind of unheard of with a camera at this price point. And basically the reason you would wanna do that is if you go shoot something at 4K, you can bring that back and conform it to your movie's frame rate. And I typically put mine at 2430. And what it'll do is it will give you a real smooth slow motion look in the end. So I'm gonna shoot a little bit over cranked footage at 60p today, and we're gonna slow that down and see how it looks. But right now what I wanna do is get a lens on this guy and let's compare it with the Sony that I'm filming on right now. I've got this set up with the Rode Video Mic Pro and I'm using a fixed focal length lens. This is the 12 millimeter 1.4. And so right now you're watching all of this on the Sony a7S. So let's move over to the GH5 and this is what it looks like. So right now I really don't have my lighting optimized in here, but you, I don't know if you can tell a difference. So this is the new camera. This is the old camera, new camera, old camera. 
new camera. Anyway, this is not a scientific extensive test by any stretch of the imagination and I'm not really wild about the lighting that's going on here. So I'm going to move this around sort of where the old one was. That's a little better. I need to work with the lighting setup and actually like put it where that other camera was. But anyway, this is what we're looking at right now. I'm using autofocus with the Panasonic GH5. Now this is one of the things that I'm a little bit concerned about with this camera and you can see if it drifts. It's basically set up for facial recognition right now. It's on autofocus continuous. And so I wanna see if it locks in and stays on me or if it drifts. And this is a problem I've had with Panasonic's in the past. They have basically upgraded the technology in here to work within the existing system that they have to try to improve the autofocus. There's a lot of marketing jargon around it. But basically my concern is one of the things I really like about a lot of the modern cameras that are being offered by Sony and Canon is they use what's called phase detection autofocus. So things like the 70D, the 80D, or in the Sony world, you're looking at the ARX105, or the A7R Mark II also has phase detection autofocus. But what this does is it uses kind of this dual pixel technology and it really works well. And you can actually use autofocus in video situations. So if you're filming yourself and you don't have somebody to pull focus or anything like that, or if you're vlogging, this works really well. Panasonic have stated that they are going to stick with the old contrast-based detection because they feel like they can get it so where it's fast enough to compete with phase detection. You can be the judge because I can't really see what I'm doing right now. I won't know until I get over to the computer. But um, anyway, so that's one of the concerns I had and one of the things that I'm a little worried about. Um, another note here is I actually have studio lights on right now. So my ISO setting is clear down at 200. So I don't really know what the low light performance is going to be on this just yet. But the other thing I want to check right now is I'm going to get this off the tripod and let's see how the image stabilization performs. I wanna show you that I'm just going to handhold this for this example, and I don't expect this to replace a Steadicam or a gimbal, but I am interested in seeing if it's better than the results I get out of my Sony stuff. So let's go ahead and give that a try. And you can see my lighting has all moved around on me, but um, anyway, it's not too bad actually from what I can see on the screen. This is actually pretty decent. And I'm not even using a GorillaPod or a tripod under here. I'm literally just holding the camera. And uh, you know, if you walk around and all, I mean, it's definitely not a Steadicam, but it smooths it out decent enough to do some vlogging with and just handheld running gun footage. So that is kind of cool. Dual IS so far is pretty cool. Now I will note also that this lens is not one of the lenses that supports dual IS. In fact, this lens doesn't even have image stabilization. But what I'm excited about on here is when you're using the sensor-based image stabilization, which is five axis, this means that you can use manual focus lenses and old Nikon lenses and old Canon lenses and still get image stabilization, which is very cool. So here's what I want to do today. This is obviously not an extensive review of this camera. I literally just pulled it out of the box, charged the battery, and have just been showing you some stuff on it. So I do want to get kind of a first impressions video on this. So what we're going to do is go out, get some video footage, take some photos, and see what the first impression is on this camera. I'll do a more extensive review later on once I've had some time to spend with it, but I do want to go out and just see what this is capable of doing. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome folks over at squarespace.com. You need a website. You need somewhere to put your work. You need somewhere to send people and Squarespace have an all-in-one solution for building that website. It's pretty amazing. You go over to their website, you pick one of their starting templates. Everything is completely customizable so you can get it looking exactly like you want it. And the best part I think of Squarespace is the backend system. If you can drag and drop a folder of images, you can build an image gallery. There's no coding, no nothing. It's just easy. So head over to squarespace.com and do yourself a favor and just do the free trial. And if you decide it's right for you, I can save some money on your order. What you want to do is use offer code A AOP. That's offer code AOP. That'll save you 10% off your order. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks to squarespace.com for sponsoring another episode of the art of photography. You know, I have to say this image stabilization so far is really impressive.
What do you guys think? Winter in Texas. So a few observations in just playing around with the GH5. First of all, the autofocus is kind of what I expected it to be. Now, we are in good light here for the most part, and I'm only looking at this on a little tiny screen, so your mileage may vary on what you're looking at because I haven't seen it yet at this point. I haven't edited. But it, there's been a little bit of hunting, I have noticed. So anyway, so that's one thing to consider. The other thing, and I think this is a real plus, I'm really impressed with the image stabilization. So far, I mean, I'll look at it later, but it really looks good. Another thing that is impressive is the dynamic range on here is a little bit better than what I've seen on some of the other Panasonics that I've tried. You tend to retain your highlights a little better, it just gives you a better dynamic range. Some of the other Panasonics that I've used, I've mentioned the meter tends to meter a little bit hot, and that's kind of just the thing with Panasonic sometimes. But I'm really liking what I'm seeing so far. I can't wait to get home, get it in the computer, and check it out. This has been a ton of fun getting to check out the Panasonic GH5 today. And let me just say that it is so nice to be able to record outdoors in 4K and not overheat every five minutes. Sorry, Sony, but it is really awesome. And not just that, but you can do 60p in 4K and slow it down in post. You can do slow-mo. I'm really impressed with the image stabilization on here. I would like to know what you guys think, what you thought of the footage you saw. And when I do a formalized review on this camera, I'm thinking of splitting it into two parts and treating stills and video as two separate deals because there's a lot to talk about on this. And uh, I'm really impressed. So as always, if you guys enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, and subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos. Until the next one, I'll see you guys then. Then, later.